Hello and welcome to Wisdom and Productivity, the podcast of Dr. Efraim Martinez. I am a principal in search of wisdom and I have found productivity to be a great tool for success. Today's episode's title is Stoic Wisdom in Education, Navigating Challenges with Epictetus for Principals and Teachers. Today, I am going to talk about one of my favorite philosophers, Epictetus, and how his teachings can benefit school principals and teachers. Epictetus was a Stoic philosopher who lived in the first and second century AD. He was born a slave, but later became a free man and a teacher of philosophy. He wrote nothing himself, but his students, Ariane, recorded his teachings. The lessons are a treasure trove of wisdom and practical advice on how to deal with the challenges and opportunities of life. Epictetus taught us that happiness lies in learning to perceive exactly what is in our power to change and what is not, and in embracing our fate to live in harmony and in nature. One of the main themes of Epictetus' philosophy is the distinction in between what he calls the things that are up to us and the things that are not up to us. The things that are up to us are our opinions, judgments, desires, aversions, and actions. The things that are not up to us are everything else, such as our body, health, wealth, reputation, and external events. Epictetus advises us to focus our attention and effort on the things that are up to us and to accept and adapt to the things that are not up to us. He says, and I quote, Some things are in our control and others not. Things in our control are opinion, pursuit, desire, aversion, and, in a word, whatever are our own actions. Things not in our control are body, property, reputation, command, and, in one word, whatever are not our own actions, end of quote. By doing this, we can achieve a state of inner freedom and peace, regardless of the external circumstances. Epictetus says, quote, if you want to improve, be content to be thought foolish and stupid with regard to external things. Don't wish to be thought to know anything. And even if you appear to be somebody important to others, distrust yourself. For it is difficult to both keep your faculty of choice in a state of comfortable to nature and at the same time acquire external things. But while you are careful about the one, you must of the necessity neglect the other. 
end of quote. This does not mean that we should be indifferent or passive to the things that are not up to us. Rather, we should act according to our reason and our duty, but without being attached to the outcome. Epictetus says, quote, in everything that you do, pause and ask yourself if death is a dreadful thing because it deprives you of this, end of quote. Another theme of Epictetus' philosophy is the importance of self-examination and self-improvement. He urges us to be aware of our thoughts, emotions, and actions, and to correct them whenever they are irrational or harmful. He says, quote, Don't just say you have read books. Show that through them you have learned to think better, to be a more discriminating and reflective person. Books are the training weights of the mind. They are very helpful, but it will be a bad mistake to suppose that one has made progress simply by having internalized their contents, end of quote. Epictetus also provides us with many practical tools and exercises to help us apply his philosophy to our daily lives. For example, he suggests that we should start each day by preparing ourselves for the challenges and temptations that we may encounter and in each day by reviewing our, I mean, by ending each day by reviewing our actions and learning from our mistakes. He says, quote, in the morning when you rise unwillingly, let this thought be present. I am rising to the work of a human being. Why then am I dissatisfied if I am going to do the things for which I exist and for which I was brought into the world? Or have I been made for this, to lie in bed and keep myself warm? But this is more pleasant. Do you exist then to take your pleasure and not at all for action or exertion? Do you not see the little plants, the little birds, the ants, the spiders, the bees, working together to put in order their several parts of the universe? And are you unwilling to do the work of a human being? And do you not make haste to do that which is according to your nature? And in the evening, when you retire to rest, run over the actions of the day. Where have I gone wrong? What have I done? What have I omitted that I ought to have done? If you have acted unjustly, reproach yourself. If you have done anything meritorious, rejoice. End of quote. Before we continue, let's take a pause to celebrate the Teach Better community. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. 
Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. Now let's get back to the episode. As a school principal, I find Epictetus' philosophy very helpful and relevant to my role. I think it can also benefit the teachers that I work with and support. Here are some ways that school principals can use this learning as they support their teachers to be the best versions of themselves. First, we can help our teachers to focus on the things that are up to them and to accept and adapt to the things that are not up to them. Teaching is a challenging and rewarding profession, but it also involves many factors that are beyond our control, such as the curriculum, the policies, the students, the parents, and the environment. We can encourage our teachers to concentrate on the things that they can control, such as their attitude, their effort, their creativity, and their professionalism. We can also help them to cope with the things that they cannot control by providing them with resources, guidance, feedback, and support. We can remind them that they are not responsible for the outcomes, but for the actions that they take. Number two, we can help our teachers to examine and improve themselves. We can foster a culture of self-reflection and self-improvement among our teachers by modeling it ourselves and providing them with opportunities and tools to do so. We can invite our teachers to share their thoughts, emotions, and actions and to evaluate them according to their reason and their duty. We can also offer our teachers constructive criticism and praise and help them to learn from their mistakes and successes. We can challenge our teachers to grow and develop both personally and professionally. Number three. We can help our teachers to act according to their reason and their duty, but without being attached to the outcome. We can inspire our teachers to pursue excellence and virtue in their teaching by setting high standards and expectations and by recognizing and rewarding their achievements. We can also empower our teachers to make decisions and take risks by giving them autonomy and trust and by supporting them in their endeavors. We can motivate our teachers to do their best, but also to be flexible and resilient by acknowledging and celebrating their efforts and by helping them to overcome their difficulties and failures. Number four. We can help our teachers to understand and apply my absolute favorite quote from Epictetus, which reads, quote, 
The soul is like a bowl of water with the soul's impressions like the rays of light that strike the water. Now, if the water is disturbed, the light appears to be disturbed together with it. Though, of course, it is not. End of quote. This quote illustrates the power of our perceptions and how it can affect our emotions and actions. Epictetus teaches us that our soul, our rational faculty, is like a bowl of water that reflects the reality around us. However, if the water is disturbed by external events or by our own passions, the reflection becomes distorted and is unclear. These can lead us to have false or negative impressions, which can cause us to feel unhappy or act irrationally. The solution, according to Epictetus, is to calm the water of our soul by using our reason and our will to filter and correct our impressions. By doing this, we can see the reality more clearly and act more wisely. We can also realize that external events or our own passions do not have the power to disturb our soul unless we let them. We can help our teachers to use this quote as a guide and a reminder whenever they face a difficult or stressful situation or whenever they feel overwhelmed or frustrated. We can coach and mentor them to examine their impressions, to question their validity, and to adjust them accordingly. We can also help them to cultivate a calm and serene state of mind by encouraging them to practice meditation, mindfulness, gratitude, and other positive habits. I wish you all a happy new year and a prosperous 2024. This is all for the year for wisdom and productivity. Have a great end of the year. Peace and calm. Thank you for listening to Wisdom and Productivity, the podcast of Dr. Epaim Martinez. Chulu. And I love that production. Chulu out.